Welcome to day 40 of the lockdown. Today is the 40th day of the lockdown. And it hasn't been easy, but by God's grace, we've fought. Um, you know, in any sport, to be good in any sport, most sports, uh, you need both an offensive skills, offensive strategies, and defensive strategies. So uh, a complete player in, in, uh, or a complete team is someone... It's a team that can that's good both at offense and at defense. If you take football, you, you need to be good in attacking and you also need to be good uh, in defending. And that's true of many in boxing. You need to have your defenses up. And when the time comes, you need to be able to throw the punches as well. So, so both offense and defense are important. And this applies to sermons too. Some sermons uh, take a defensive posture with God as our shield. Some sermons take an offensive or an attacking posture with God leading us into battle. We need both. And this morning, we're going to take an offensive posture in the sermon with God leading us into battle. The Bible passage we're going to be looking at today is written by David, a warrior king. We're going to be looking at a small portion of Psalm 18 today. King David wrote Psalm 18 when the Lord delivered him from Saul and all his enemies. It was written after a long season of uh, of about five to seven years when David uh, was chased and hunted by Saul and he finally emerges victorious. And these seven, eight years, David was hunted unfairly, unjustly. He did no wrong. It is Saul who did wrong. Saul, out of jealousy, wanted to destroy David. And David spent seven, eight years running and and hiding. And this psalm is written when David has become king um, and Saul Saul is gone and all his troubles and battles are behind him. Allow me to read Psalm 18, verses 27 to 36. Psalm 18, verses 27 to 36. You save the humble. But bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against the troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his ways are perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all all those who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God. It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield And your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. This is God's word. Let's pray for a minute. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you are a shield and ever-present help in times of trouble. And we can hide in you. We can take a defensive posture with God as our shield. But we also thank you that you lead us into battle and you give us victory. 
in you, we can take a defensive posture, Lord, against the troubles of this world. You help us leap over a wall. You help us charge at an army, Lord. You train our hands for battle. And you help us bend bows of bronze. We worship you. And this morning we pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit will come and empower us, Lord, in our weakness. Even as we struggle in our weakness, may Christ become our strength so that we might thrive and flourish spiritually and emotionally, financially, in our career, socially, in every way, Lord, for the glory of the name of Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Quite clearly, this is a warrior psalm. Look at the language here. With God, I can advance against the truth and leap over a wall. God trains me for battle. God gives me strength to bend a bronze bow. God is my shield. This is warrior language. As we enter day 40 of the lockdown in a battle against the COVID virus, I think it will be helpful for us to assume the posture of a warrior in a spiritual sense. The lockdown has not only been a medical and an economic crisis, it has been a spiritual journey for us. Take a moment to pause. Look back. Has it not been a spiritual journey for us? The 40 days of lockdown for us sounds almost like the 40 days that Israel spent in the wilderness. Haven't we all become even more richly aware of God's presence? Haven't we all grown in being more dependent on God during the past 40 years? So make no mistake, this lockdown is a spiritual journey for us. And I believe God is calling us to take an attacking posture, not a defensive posture at this stage in the lockdown journey. And that's why I've titled the sermon, Recalibrate. Recalibrate. It's time to shift gears in our spiritual journey in the lockdown. It's time to change from a stance of of God. It's time to change from a defensive stance of God as our shield and move into an offensive stance with God leading us into battle. And so with that in mind, I'd like to invite us to reflect on three questions from this passage, from this portion in Psalm 18 that we read. First, have I been a spiritual wind or have I been a spiritual warrior? Second, am I trying to slay all my giants with mere pebbles? And third, how has God been training me as a spiritual warrior? Let me repeat those three questions. Have I been a spiritual wimp or have I been a spiritual warrior? Am I trying to slay all my giants with mere pebbles? And third, how has God been training me as a spiritual warrior during the lockdown? So let's move into the first thing. Have I been a spiritual wimp or have I been a spiritual warrior? At the first hint of trouble, spiritual whims begin to whine. A spiritual warrior, on the other hand, does not whine, but he or she prepares for battle. A spiritual warrior does not whine, 
he or she finds strength in God and braces for battle. The COVID-19 crisis has been a deeply personal battle for every one of us on so many fronts. It has been a battle for our health, for our well-being. For some, it has been a battle for life and death. It has been an emotional battle. We have all had, and I speak from personal experience, we have all had dark seasons of the soul, sadness, depression even during this time. This has been an economic battle. The fear of job loss is real. Pay cuts are already happening. This has been a relational battle. Even as we've lived in close quarters with people we love, we've never spent so much time together. There are tensions. There is friction. It's a relational battle. Above all, this has been a spiritual battle. We've all wrestled with doubts. Why is God not intervening? We've been praying every day, morning and evening for 40 days. Why is not God stepping in? Why are we not hearing, uh, having better answers to our prayer? When will God relent? When will he save his world? It has been a spiritual battle. Have no doubt about it. You and I and the entire world are in the thick of a fierce battle. Look at verses 4 and 5 from the psalm we read, Psalm 18. And that vividly describes the crisis that King David went through. Let me read those verses for us. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. This doesn't sound very different from what we're going through in the middle of this pandemic. And what was David's response to the crisis? We can see that in verse 3 in the same psalm, Psalm 18. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. David, the spiritual warrior we're looking at and learning from today, found strength in God in this crisis. We see this again at the beginning of the psalm, the very first verse. What a beautiful way to open the psalm. What a beautiful verse. I love you, Lord, my strength, David cries. I love you, Lord, my strength. A spiritual warrior finds strength in God. I want to share one caveat before we go any further. When we say warrior, we are not referring to self-reliant warriors. We are referring to God-dependent spiritual warriors. So I'm actually inviting us to see three categories of people. The wimps, on the one hand, on the one extreme, and the self-reliant warriors on the other extreme. Both are wrong responses to the crisis. And the middle and the right response is the God-dependent warrior. And I want to make a distinction when I say warrior. We're not talking about self-reliant warriors. We're talking about God-dependent warriors. Warriors who will call on God first as they go to battle, as they brace themselves for battle. A self-dependent warrior is as bad as a wimp. Both are equally bad. And it is the God-dependent warrior that we are all desiring to become. So every time I refer to warrior in this, in the sermon, in the psalm, 
I'm talking about God-dependent warriors, not self-reliant warriors. And this psalm shows us a really surprising difference between a spiritual wimp and a God-dependent warrior. The spiritual wimp is a proud person. The spiritual warrior is a humble person. You, you heard me right. The spiritual wind, he is the proud person. The spiritual warrior, he is the humble person. Look at verse 27. You save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. David, the warrior king that we are looking at learning from today, humbled himself before God and he came out victorious. So the spiritual warrior is the one who humbles himself before God, who seeks to be strengthened by God, who does not operate in his own strength. He is the humble person. It is the spiritual whim who is the proud person. This is extremely counterintuitive, isn't it? We would assume the opposite to be true. We would think that the warrior is the proud person because he's strong and he's in battle. And, and the wimp is the, is the humble person. But actually, it's the opposite that is true. And, and, and I want us to see, I'm going to, I'm going to try and help us see that every time we, we say, oh, I can't do it, this is so hard. Every time we are a spiritual wimp, it's actually pride. It's not humility. The wimp, the spiritual wimp and the spiritual warrior will both face fear and uncertainty. It's not, it's not, it's okay to be afraid. We, we, we all face fears. That's how we respond. That makes a difference. When faced with fear, the wimp will look to self. He or she will whine and he or she will hide in something other than God. This looking to self to survive is pride. Not only will the wimp look to himself to fix the problem, when it doesn't work, the wimp becomes even more self-focused. How will I manage? Or what will I do? How am I going to cope? And this soon descends to unwarranted self-pity, even an, an unhealthy preoccupation with self. This pampering of self is pride. The spiritual warrior, on the other hand, will look to God and, and brace himself for battle, battle or herself for battle. This looking to God immediately at the first sign of trouble, this dependence on God is humility. And so the wimp is a proud person. The warrior is the humble person. And this can be a very helpful framework with which we can analyze our own behavior and our own hearts during the lockdown. A spiritual wimp, when faced with fear and uncertainty, will hide in Netflix, will hide in food, will hide in pornography, will hide in endless hours of gaming or Instagram. And in the gaps between these, he or she will whine. And this self-pampering is pride. A spiritual warrior, on the other hand, will look to God. He, will, he or she will find strength in God. And he or she will brace for battle. Let me summarize it this way. Spiritual wimps spiritual run away from the problem and run away from God. Self-reliant warriors run toward the problem 
but they are far away from God. True spiritual warriors run toward God first and then they face the problem. This morning, I believe God is calling us to face our problems, to face the challenges. We've all been wimps and I want to be the first to say I have been a wimp at times, a lot of times during these 40 days. But we have all also been warriors. So we have all been gathering to pray together. We, we've all had victories. We must also celebrate those victories. So, so don't beat ourselves. We don't need to beat ourselves so much. But take a moment to reflect. How have you been faring these 40 days? And we're going to spend a lot of time discussing this in our time for discussion. And we're going to respond to this, think about it, introspect, and text when we feel comfortable, share about it to each other. And that brings us to the second thing that I'd like us to reflect from the passage. Second question. Am I trying to slay all my giants with pebbles? Look at verse 34, the sound we read. God trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. This verse indicates that God has trained David to be extremely proficient in highly sophisticated. A bow of bronze is that's at that time warfare a fairly sophisticated weapon. You need a lot of strength to be able to use a bow of, of, of bronze. So God has trained David to be proficient in highly sophisticated weapons of war. How did God train David? God trained David through years of hardship. David was unfairly and unjustly hunted down by Saul. He had to run into the wilderness, hide in caves, and he had a group of men who were kind of misfits in society, and he had to organize themselves into, a, into an army that had discipline. It was in these times of hardship that God trained David, much like God has been training us during the lockdown. And that's why the Bible exhorts us to endure hardship as discipline. Endure hardship as the Heavenly Father discipling, disciplining us as children. And so God trained David to be extremely proficient with highly sophisticated weapons of war. This is extremely interesting. Extremely interesting. As I said in the beginning, this psalm was written when all of David's enemies, including King Saul, had died and David had become king. But David was not born a prince. He was born an ordinary shepherd boy whom God chose to be king. And we all know the story of David and Goliath. This was David's first battle. He was probably in his teens or maybe at best in his early 20s. This was David's first battle. David defeated Goliath with a sling and, and a few pebbles. No sophisticated weapons, just a sling and a few pebbles. In fact, just before David went into one-on-one -on -one battle with Goliath, King Saul, who was kind of... Uh, uh, 
reasonably good king at that point in time. He, he became wicked later. King Saul had tried to persuade David to use sophisticated weapons. Allow me to read uh, a passage for us from 1, cha- 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 to 40. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 38 to 40. This is the scene where David is about to go into battle with Goliath. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to that. David had no experience with weapons of war. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took off the armor, he took off the tunic, he took off the bronze helmet. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, pebbles, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine, that's Goliath. David began his military career with a great victory, even a miraculous victory, with a sling and pebbles. But as we can see from the psalm, he did not fight with only pebbles all his life. By the time he wrote Psalm 18, you know, five to eight years after the David Goliath, after the battle with Goliath, God had trained David to bend bows of bronze, sophisticated weaponry of that time. David started a spiritual journey with a sling and pebbles, nothing else. But God trained his hands for battle. God trained David to use sophisticated weapons of war. This has profound implications for all of us. Are we fighting all of life's battles with mere pebbles? I want to draw two things for us from here. First, we cannot fight all of life's battles with mere pebbles. It is God who gave David a miraculous victory with the pebbles, but David didn't stay with pebbles all through. God trained him also in weapons of war. You see, when we are baby believers, when we are new and still growing and young in the Lord, God will help us slay giants with pebbles. When we grow and mature, will train us in more and weaponry. This lockdown has changed the world. It has changed everything. It has changed us emotionally. It has changed us economically. It has changed us socially. It has changed us financially. It has changed us professionally. And it has changed us spiritually. We cannot fight the battles of the lockdown with pre-lockdown pebbles. We just cannot do that. We cannot fight the battles of the lockdown with pre-lockdown pebbles. We need to allow God to train us in bows of bronze. And that's the attitude that a spiritual warrior takes. He, he doesn't keep wimping. She doesn't keep wimping. Sure, the trouble is real. A spiritual warrior runs to God for strength and braces himself for battle. 
whole training is hard. I mean, anyone who's been to the gym to work out, it's hard. Every single training session is hard. And I know some of us have run marathons here. You know, they've really kicked the marathon. But was the training easy for all the marathon runners out here? Was the training easy? Not at all. It's, it's hard. Training is hard, but we need it. It's one thing to worship God when our jobs are secure and we're getting good increments and life is good and all of that. But now, God is training us to worship Him even when our jobs aren't secure and when we're taking pay cuts. That's the first thing that I wanted to draw for us from. We cannot fight the battles of the lockdown with pre-lockdown pebbles. Second. Let me point to something else that's really important here. When David fought Goliath with a mere sling, he fought 100% in dependence on God. Years later, when David fought armies with sophisticated weapons, he still fought all those battles in 100% dependence on God. And there is a profound lesson for us in this, for all of us in this. Dependency on God and proficiency in our skills are not mutually exclusive. We often tend to wrongly assume that they're mutually exclusive. If I'm dependent on God, I don't have to be skillful. Right? It's true in everything. It's true in work. It's true in preaching. We, we think like that in, you know, even for worship leaders. You know, if I'm really skilled in music, then you're not dependent on God. Or if you're really dependent on God, you don't need to be skilled in music. They're not mutually exclusive. We see that here. David didn't fight with pebbles all his life. He grew in his skill in battle. God trained him. David grew remarkably in in the proficiency of his military skill because God trained him in this. He went from a shepherd's sling to a bronze bow. And as, as God trained him, his dependency on God did not decrease. As his skills grew, his dependency on God did not decrease. It only increased. And we can apply this to our spiritual lives. We can apply this to our careers, to the businesses we run. Proficiency in skill and dependency on God are not mutually exclusive. It is God who trains us in growing our skills. And it is he who also trains us in growing in dependence on him. So a true spiritual warrior is going to be growing in skill and growing in dependence. In our careers, we're going to be growing in our skills. We are, this lockdown demands that. We've got to, at the same time, that doesn't mean we're growing less in we, we don't have to grow in dependence. We are also, we also need to grow in our dependence on God. And that's how we prepare for war in our current scenario. And this is true in, 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 in our spiritual walk as well. And that's why I titled the sermon, Recalibrate. The call to recalibrate is a call not to stagnate. How have you grown 
in your spiritual proficiency over the past 40 days? How much have you grown in your dependency on God in the past 40 days? And that brings us to the third and the last thing I want to draw from the passage. How has God been training me as a spiritual warrior? We're not going to answer that question in the sermon format. We're going to discuss that question together as a church. How has God been training me to be a spiritual warrior? So I'm saving that for the discussion time. But allow me to close with one last thought. I want to take us back to David's battle with Goliath. I want us to imagine that. There is an army, Israel's army, facing Goliath. None of them did lift a finger. None of them could lift a finger to fight Goliath. Only one man fought. And that one man, David, got the victory. But even though only one man fought, and even though only one man got the victory, it did not remain one man's victory. David's victory became the victory of the Israelites. David's victory was gifted to the Israelites, even though they never fought. David's victory was imputed to the Israelites, even though they never fought and won. It was David who did all the fighting, who did all the winning. It was as if the most weakest soldier in Israel fought and won. Because David's victory was imputed to the Israelites. And so it is in our battle against sin. We are all weak. We can never, we could never take on sin and win. We could never take on Satan and win. And yet Jesus, the one man, the true and the better David, he took on sin. He took on Satan. He took on the enemy. He took on hell itself. And Jesus won. He won by his death and by his resurrection on the cross. He won by 33 years of absolutely perfect life, pleasing to his father in every way, tempted in every way just as we are, and yet without sin. And the end of it, he, he won the victory, dying on the cross and rising again from the dead. He did everything. He fought the entire battle. He did the entire winning. But now, when we believe in Jesus, it is as if we won the battle. His battle, his victory has been gifted to us. His victory has been imputed to us. And we go, that's the posture with which we go into battle. And that's the posture in which I'm calling us to go into battle in this lockdown, to stop being wimps because Jesus has done everything that we need to find strength to be warriors, to deal with the issues that we are facing, to, to take on by the scruff of the neck the emotional challenges we are facing, not to minimize it, not to belittle any of our struggles. They're real and we have to face them, acknowledge them. We don't have to stay there. Jesus has given us victory. So we go into battle, not needing to get the victory, but we go into battle enjoying the victory we already have. Jesus has defeated our sin. And so we are now strong enough 
in Christ to receive this victory and experience it in every single area of our lives. Let's pray. Father, we worship you, Lord. We thank you for the victory of Christ Jesus. Lord, Jesus spent 40 days in lockdown. He, soon after he began his ministry, he was led by the, uh, by the devil himself into the wilderness. He fasted 40 days without food, without water, in, in the worst lockdown ever. And he came victorious, overcoming every temptation. And Lord, through his life, he was sinless and he won it for us, Lord. He died on the cross, rose again from the dead. And so we receive that by faith. So Spirit of God, I pray, even, even during the sermon, Lord, even as we close the sermon, even in the time of discussion, even during the time of communion, even the, during the time of worship, during the communion, would you fill us with your spirit and Lord, help us experience and help us realize and help us, Lord, receive this and help us, Lord, appropriate the victory of Christ on the cross in our behalf. Empower us, Lord. Lord, may today be the day that we find victory in that which has been troubling us the most during the lockdown. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.